Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today, uh, a past guest who I've had on before, Jeff Grace, who's a, a yoga teacher and he's worked very closely with swimmers, and also another yoga teacher, but also a physiotherapist who's worked and still works very closely with a lot of the Australian team swimmers, Tom Barton. What Guys, welcome to the call. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Brent. Thanks. Great. Now, uh, Jeff, you're currently in an airport watching baggage go by, So the uh, but the audio is still quite good. And, uh, and Tom, you're up in Brisbane, so we'll, um, I'm sure the audio will be uh, good enough to for the people listening to get a lot out of the, the call. And some of the things that I want to cover today is uh, pre-swim routines that uh, you've that you've both used with high-level athletes, and how adults and triathlete, triathletes can use those in their own their own programs to uh, help them move better and prevent injury, and uh, and how you integrate yoga into to swimming and the correlation you see between the two. So, do you want to um, maybe uh, Tom? Would you like to sort of start out with the the, the pre-swim routine that you've used with a lot of the Olympic athletes in the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, from a pre-swim perspective, uh, it's basically trying to unravel the you know the uh, tightnesses and the weaknesses that we develop during the rest of the time that we're not swimming. So I tend to think I try to categorise them and keep it relatively simple and talk about uh, the big five areas that are the major restrictors for a good streamline, and sort of sequentially through the body. We talk about pecs, lats, uh, the ab- abdominals, the hip flexors, and the ankles. And uh, whenever I talk, at, like whether it's a swim in Queensland or a, a talent ID camp, I always ask the kids who addresses all five of those before they swim. And it's always no hands coming up in the audience. Um, and I think for triathletes and master swimmers, I, like it's even more important for, for that clientele because the amount of time you spend pounding the pavement and also the amount of time you spend on the bike, you need to do more to uh, unravel that tightness than just the regular swimmer and particularly even more so than the elite swimmer. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of free speed to be gained by improving your, your body position. And as, as you're well aware, it helps you get into better shapes so you can uh, effectively execute skills yeah, and that's something that, that really has impacted the, the older we typically get. We just get, get tighter, we move less, and we're not as mobile. So what, what sort of time should someone, let's say someone's training three times a week, they're a, a master swimmer, and they're, mm-hmm. they're, they, they'd like to improve their mobility and, and move better. How much time yep. should they, let's say ideally, set aside in an ideal world, how much time could they put into a pre-swim routine? And then what's the, the bare minimum to see at least a little bit bit of results um so i would say if we start with the bare minimum i i've got a three minute routine that i give out to uh you know the the older clientele and also the the kids that are coming straight from school and hitting the hitting the water and telling me that they have no time and they just you know they have to jump straight in so negotiate it down into a a three minute yoga routine that uh, hits all five of those areas so that's that's the bare minimum from my perspective, and I think um, you know, everyone can everyone can find three minutes. And it's it's also about uh, getting the coaches to buy in on that because 
the coach needs to see the the difference in terms of their swimming that the three minutes can make. And uh, you know, it's gonna you're gonna make more difference in those three minutes than doing an extra you know 200 meters or an extra 400 meters in the water as a as a warm up. And if we go to more of an ideal time frame, you know, 15 to 20 minutes is is what we work on with our elite guys. Um, you know, they're getting paid to do it, so they're uh, they're often a bit better with their uh, their buy-in to it. But again, it's it's for those guys. They have to see they have to see the change and they have to feel the change in order to to get them to buy in. And once they do, that's from my perspective. That's when you really you see them buy into it and uh, really start to develop and get better each time because their their skill acquisition's better. They have less niggles, all that sort of stuff. And Jeff, you've worked with a lot of swim teams as well. What, how long has it taken to have the athletes or the coaches buy into to what you teach? I think it's uh, it's it's been really smooth, actually. I I first off agree with Tom totally on the, you know, minimum effective dose. And once someone starts doing just a little bit and can see, just the benefits from when they first jump in and can see how how much difference they have in mobility and then also being able to have different muscle recruitment to gain that feel of the water and actually have a real strong sense of what they're getting out of it that that really creates that that starts to create the buy-in right away but when i found that i've been working when i start working with a group as long as there's really that explanation of why they're doing it how it's going to affect, and then they can have that relatability right into what they're doing in the water. I think that buy-in happens right away as long as there's that knowledge and then they can piece the two together. It's uh, it's pretty quick buy-in. Yeah, I found that very similar thing coaching athletes with technique is as long as you frame it in the right way, then there's a much higher chance of getting that buy-in. For example, that clinics or if I ever work with someone one-on-one then I'll, I'll explain to them that it's going to take at least eight to ten weeks to change a habit and replace a habit so to get them set up long term to frame it that way it, it works so much better than having them expecting to be able to swim faster straight away so just just being able to frame things in the right way can can really make a difference with that and in, in terms of this let's say the three-minute yoga routine um, for your well, that the athletes that you work with, Tom, what uh, yep. what are some of the I guess the basic movements that they go through there, and how does it help them warm up for their swimming? Uh, so I always start. This is sort of the physio in me coming out. Uh, I get them to test something. So I get them to test either uh, just like a standing streamline or what we call combined elevation. So lying on your belly thumbs interlaced and sort of working into a streamline whilst lying on your stomach and to get a baseline. And then they just go through, uh, they do a lat stretch on each side and they do that for three to five breaths on each side just to open up that aspect of their body. And then they work into, so it's a down dog transition to push up, lower down into a cobra position and they repeat that a couple of times. And then just a high lunge on, on each side. And it's, I guess it's quality. We're looking for quality movement necessarily over quantity, focusing on uh, connecting good body awareness and, and breath awareness as they're going through it. And 
again, when they then retest, they should notice that it's either A, going to be easier to get into the position, or B, they, they just feel better and more fluid with the movement. And, you know, if you've got that, then you're, uh, I think you're halfway there to, to getting that buy-in that I was talking about earlier. That's such a, I really like that test. We used to do that at the clinics and we like, we, we test, uh, test everyone there. And most people, the, the average was about one or two degrees elevation. And mm-hmm. we're sort of looking, you know, you're sort of looking for about 15, 20% elevation. Is it over 20% that you aim for with the elite athletes? Uh, so our sort of traffic, we've, we've got a little traffic light system. So we say 15 to anywhere between five to 15 degrees, we consider in our sort of ideal range. Anything from zero to five is sort of in the amber, which is, you know, needs some work and zero or below is, uh, you know, the red, the red flag, you start needing to uh, address some, that sort of stuff pretty, uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, it's such, and, and when people do that, particularly, particularly adults who, uh, they, I've had, I've had swimmers who feel like they're actually quite flexible, but then they do that test and they realize, oh, there's a lot that I could actually gain from, from working on my, um, my mobility. And that's a great one just to kind of open the eyes up and, and show them how stiff that they, they really are. And I found that position, that test is a really good indicator of being able to get into a high elbow catch position quite effectively. And, yeah. uh, and, and so if yeah, having routines like that, having ways to actually improve that mobility without your, your static stretching, having it more active, that's, uh, that's really, really helpful. And I mean, you, the way we sort of got in touch was, um, you've been putting together an app for swimming Queensland that takes people through these mobility tests and, and helps them improve on that. Can you explain a little bit more about, uh, about what you've put together there for, for the swimming Queensland guys and to share the methods and the, the strategies that you're using with the Australian swimmers and how people just everyday swimmers can, uh, can take that and use it? Yeah, so the app is it's designed for the everyday swimmer and it's, it's basically trying to take the tests that, you know, that I can do with our elite guys and, um, you know, we, we might do that four times a year. We'll get them in and we'll do half an hour to an hour physio session, which will be a full physio screening and then exercise prescription. But obviously, uh, people don't have that access or that time necessarily. So the idea behind the app was to create a, a, an, a digital version of uh, both the testing side of things, but also the exercise prescription and also the underpinning education that goes along with what we would give our elite guys. Um, I basically uh, put the app together because I was seeing with a lot of our senior guys that they, they weren't actually getting like they were arriving at high performance and not having some of the fundamentals that we wanted to see at high performance and then teaching down at the talent ID level and the uh, regional development camps and noticing just generally the skills and the body positions, the coordination that we were noticing with our 13, 14, 15 year olds was uh, sort of year on year was getting a little bit worse. So rather than wait till they get to the high performance level and try and fix them, the idea was to create the app so everyone, uh, particularly in Queensland, gets gets all of the information that basically I can give in a in a session with uh, the elite guys. Everyone gets access to that information, and also gets access to the ability to test 
and retest and actually see a visual representation of that combined elevation or the uh, standing streamline or the you know the high elbow catch positions. Uh, that was the that's the concept behind it. And what's the name of the, um, the app? Oh yeah, um, the app is called Q, Q Swim. So Q for Queensland and Swim. So um, it was really nice. I've been working with Mitch Larkin for probably four years now, and so he's sort of come on board and he's the he's the face of the app. Um, so it was a it was a nice nice subject to have because he moves really well. Um, all the videos that we've got in the app are of Mitch, and the idea is to you know test against what we talk about as the optimal position and it's sort of uh, the app split screens a photo that you take with Mitch doing the, the position ideally and then you can look at exercises of how Mitch does the exercise and you can sort of learn by uh, copying and building your own routines and that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. A really simple way to to go through it. I, I did some filming with um, a physiotherapist down here in Melbourne who, who's worked with some of the Australian swimmers and just, just showing some of the, the tests that, that you guys do at that, that high level uh, as a physio. And it's just, uh, it's just really good to show where there's opportunities to, to move better, which can help a lot with body position and, and catch and pull. And it's one of the things that, uh, that's certainly not focused on much at all for most swimmers, for most triathletes, because it's more just about do, you know, do your work, you swim, you go up and down the pool, train hard. But there's often very little focus on on how people move. But for for many people, I think a combination of better technique and being able to move better, there's there's a huge opportunity there for ninety percent of adults and uh, who are swimmers and triathletes. Yeah, I, I honestly think even though this the app was designed for uh, swimmers and junior swimmers and development swimmers, like when you talk triathlete and senior swimmers the the bang for buck that you can get by improving those couple of measures is you know as you can see from a skill perspective it's huge but also you know if you improve your efficiency you're going to start uh swimming pbs pretty quickly with with uh not working any harder just getting getting a bit smarter by how you do things yeah absolutely even, even with younger kids i've had them at clinics and i'm surprised how how stiff many of them are just to uh, to me my guess is it's a lot of it is just time on the phone or the ipad or video games where they they've got very poor posture throughout the day and you see that reflected in the in the tests and kids who are 10 11 years of age should be able to should be able to do really well in the combined lateral raise test but it's I'm amazed how how stiff many of them are just from poor posture over over a couple of years I had a I had a 10 year old in earlier today whose combined elevation was minus 22 so oh my God. his 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 <laughs> His swim coach sent him through to me because she was saying that he couldn't rotate very well, but you know he he couldn't get his arms above his head really. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's a common problem, and I think from a skill perspective, it's if you can't get into the position on land, you know you're not going to be able to do it in the water under fatigue um, and at speed. So that's you know, we need to we need to make sure that you can you can make the shape that we're asking you to make on land, and then then it's going to be transferable into the water. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, and Jeff, in terms of your, your yoga teaching and, and running uh, a lot of clinics and, uh, and teaching this stuff around, around the world, what, uh, what sort of uh, time commitment do you find people are 
people getting really good results with in terms of integrating yoga into their their training? I think when you look at it, the the greatest result that I've seen coming is just whatever consistency it's going to be. So, you know, a lot of times when I've been working with the age groupers, the, the, the typical consistency has been two times 30 minutes uh, in a week. And then with more of the senior athletes that I've been working with, we've been just doing one time a week. But when it's held consistently throughout the year, I think that you're seeing great results for both. And when, for what I've been doing, the majority of it with the younger guys, I shouldn't say the majority, it's been both, but with the younger guys, a lot of it is the pre-swim stuff and watching them get out of exactly what you were talking about, their daily patterning and then getting them into getting going both mobility-wise and then also just activating and body awareness-wise has a huge benefit. And then with the older guys, uh, the more senior the training center guys I've been working with, we've been doing a, a ton of recovery has been the consistent work on mobility within that recovery. One of the things I was going to say that Tom brought up that I think really kind of differentiates what we're talking about when it comes to yoga and how this, I guess, modality or intervention can be a little bit different than others is both the breath and the awareness aspect of it. That's the biggest thing that I've found, you know, from my coaching days where I used pretty much every modality I could think of and what separates what I've been seeing with the yoga compared to other strength and mobility uh, modalities is that, that key with the breathing and the awareness aspect because you're doing everything with such great intention and then the connection with the breath, not only the effectiveness of what's happening when you talk about mobility, but because of that awareness, being able to link movement is, and then being able to link the movement on dry land into the water, I think is so much more efficient, so much more effective when you're using yoga comparative to other modalities. Yeah, it makes a, a lot of sense because you see, well, I, I see this when I'm doing analysis is there there's a huge improvement in in swimmers speed when they can get the connection from the timing of the catch and the rotation and and the kick and when they bring that together and the i guess the more experienced people have or the more experienced swimmers that i work with i, I see that a lot more than, the, than those that are newer to the sport so and it's quite a difficult thing when you are in the water because you haven't got the stability of a, a you know stable surface the ground and uh and being able to to train that and teach that with the outside of the water, I think yoga is a great way to be able to do it. And with your, you know, with recovery, how do you use yoga and recovery with swimmers? What's the what's the process there, or how do you you get them to uh, to do it that way? When do you time it, and uh, and how does it sort of look in terms of a session? When we look at it, for the majority of the the people I've been working with, majority of the athletes has been coming in right after a practice and I mean it's usually given about a, a, a 15 minute window and just so that the athletes are comfortable and dry and whatnot and then come in and really look at getting into the mobility aspect in a little bit more active of a way not static right away but getting into it more active so keeping the body 
in that movement orientation and finding different ways of opening into the body that way. But then the big, a big component is that connection with the breath again, because I think that that connection with the breath is going to really help the athletes start to key in on the parasympathetic nervous system and get that side of the nervous system activated to allow their bodies to really start to relax and let go. And I found just being able to dedicate time to that process has developed a greater efficiency and an optimization of the recovery process. So there's that in the way of looking, I guess, the smaller periodization structure. And when you look at it in the bigger sense, when you get into taper phases and whatnot, it becomes even a little more on on the passive side and just being able to understand how the body can release and how you can actually allow the body to to let go to give you the ability to recover more optimally mm. yeah you notice a big difference in well first of all if you do the test you, you'll notice a difference from if you do it before a training session and after training session because you're warmed up and the um, and you're a lot more mobile that way and with the with the breath it's it's certainly a big one for more beginner to intermediate swimmers too I, I did a video just on on how you should breathe when you when you swim freestyle just just in terms of when you return your head to the water after take a breath you want to exhale a little bit through the nose and then just before you turn again to breathe you want to kind of exhale everything you want you want to push it all out and that yeah. just leaves it's almost like a, a vacuum when you turn when you turn your head to breathe the um, the air will just sort of naturally fill up and it's a much easier way than if you uh, either exhale everything straight away and you turn your head in uh, or if you're just breathing out purely through the through the mouth and that like that that video it, it had 160,000 views in the, in a week or, or 10 days or something and it was just it was <laughs> such a such a basic um, part of the stroke but I guess it's something that that basically is is something that is relevant to a lot of people is just telling, you know explaining how to not be exhausted when you're swimming so just being able to relax and control your breathing when you're swimming is a is a huge thing for for many beginner to intermediate swimmers and i think that's why it kind of um, it resonated with the with a lot of people and why it got so many people sharing it is is just that that connection with the the breath so it's it's a huge thing for for swimming particularly when you can only breathe at certain times it's not not like running well yeah and i think that you know what it's it's funny that you talk about i'm not sure if it's the exact same video that you're talking about but i was just putting together because i'm i still coach master uh, masters in triathlon uh triathlete group in vancouver four times a week and i was putting together a email for them to send out in the morning and i was looking for uh, at one of your videos and it was a breathing one and positioning of breath that I was going to send out because especially for the beginners but I mean when you look all the way through you know the not only the breath itself and being able to work with the breath but then you talk about the mobility aspects you look at the shoulder mobility you look at the spine mobility when it comes to being able to position with the breath a lot better and that is obviously a necessary aspect when we talk about that in swimming and efficiency. So it's, I mean, it all ties together when you look at what Tom's talking about with the pre-swim routine 
and being able to get the mobility, being able to get things open enough to have the ability to, to get into positions that are going to give you, I'm sorry, I'm just having to walk around this airport a little bit here. I apologize <laughs> on that, guys. Um, but uh, to get into the positions, to have the ability to actually set yourself up for that technical efficiency is a huge thing too. So I looked at when putting together what you were just talking about in that video for the communication with my master's group is talking about the mobility combined with the breathing, combined with how you can actually use all of this in the technical efficiency. And you've, uh, you sent me a video a little while ago uh, with a, a, basically a pre-swim yoga routine that, uh, that I think would be really helpful. So I'll make sure to include that on in the show notes awesome. at, at effortlesswim.com. Um, and you've also got, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll include that other information as well that you, uh, you sent through because when we did the podcast last time, which was about, it was probably a year ago to this day, I think, because I, I have a feeling that I, I put it out just before I was leaving for our How Week Swim Camp in Thailand. And a number of the swimmers who came along to that camp had gone through some of the yoga routines that you'd, uh, that you'd sent through and they really enjoyed them. They got a lot out of it. So, I, um, yeah, I think it'd be really good to, uh, to include that. And, uh, and Tom, so for, for someone listening, let's say uh, you have a, uh, an adult who's between 40 and 50 years of age. They, uh, they want to get better at swimming and they know that they're, they're quite stiff. What, what would you tell them? What's, what's a, a plan that you could put together for them to begin that process and improve it over the next six to 12 months? Uh, I think consistency is the big thing. So, uh, you know, similar to what Jeff, Jeff said, but if we talk from a, a pre-swim thing, you can package it together with their swim training or their, their running training or, or cycling training, is that if you carve out five minutes uh, and you, you know, consistently do five minutes prior to every single session that you do, and don't worry about just whether it's swimming specific, I'd, I'd try and carve out that five minutes for every session. You'll, you'll definitely see gains. And, it's really important to do that stuff prior to swimming or prior to running or prior to cycling because it puts your body in a better position to then uh, start to optimize your, your motor recruitment and your, your skill acquisition and your body position, which is ultimately what we're after. There's no point, uh, people quite often ask me, you know, should I do it beforehand or afterwards, but there's no point training and then getting into a better position. You need to get into a position first and then, and then start moving forward from there. Um, tying into what you guys were talking about with the breathing, uh, yoga's, yoga's just, you know, if you're trying to design something that perfectly uh, encompasses what we're trying to do of uh, breath awareness, connection, you know, whole body movement, multi-planar movement, it's, it's a really nice umbrella term for all of that. So you don't, you know, we don't have to label it as as Bikram or as uh, Vinyasa or some sort of yoga, or you don't have to do Pilates. It's just, like Jeff said, movement with awareness, uh, you know, connecting and breathing. And I really try and encourage uh, all of my clients and all of the, the swimmers that I look after to to breathe through their nose the entire time in, during that pre, pre-swim session, because it helps to balance your nervous system. And when your nervous system's balanced, you get better mobility without you know, talking about that effortless effort, you know, effortless swimming, you're, you're looking to find that point where your body and your nervous system particularly is centered. Because when you, when you jump in the water, 
sympathetic nervous system's up, you're breathing through your mouth a lot, your, your heart rate's going up. So we want to set a good nervous system tone. When you swim, it's going to lift up a little bit. And then, like I said, with the, the three-minute pre-swim routine, if you take that concept and find three minutes at the end of your training to down-regulate your nervous system, then, again, just by literally lying on your back, close your eyes, breathe in and out through your nose for three minutes, you know, your nervous system is going to find a better balance and you're, you're going to have a better day and then you're going to be more receptive to uh, some post-mobility work if you wanted to, to find some extra time to do that. But ultimately, it's about consistency, finding the things that work because we're all, we're all pushed for time and, and that's where the testing comes in. If you're, if you're carving out five minutes of your, your day, you know, twice a day or once a day every day, you want to know that that five minutes is is being effective, and if you're not testing it, you're you're sort of um, flapping in the breeze, is what I say. Like you don't know what's going on. So uh, you know the whole the old adage of uh, you've got to measure something to manage it. If you uh, if you're not measuring, you're not testing your streamline or your your body positions, you're not knowing whether you're actually going to create, and you don't know whether you're being effective or not. And where can where can people find the three minute routine? Uh, the three-minute routine, That's uh, you can either get that through the app, uh, which is the QSwim app, or you can jump on to the YouTube channel. So it's QSwim uh, on the YouTube channel, and there's a, there's a bunch of videos in there. There's the three-minute routine, and then there's a few other things uh, that are exercises that are embedded in the app that you know, people can explore and, and have a look at. And, uh, yeah, the app's on... It's on Google. It's on the Play Store and the uh, and the App Store, and it's uh, it's a dollar ninety nine a month. So, try to make it inexpensive so uh, people don't even think about the price when if they you know twenty bucks a year they're getting the same information that uh, you know the Kate Campbells and Mitch Larkin and Ariane Titmus are getting on a on a weekly basis. They're uh, they're getting that for a couple a couple of uh, couple of coins a, a week. It's uh, that's about one tenth of my uh, daily coffee bill, so I'm uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not pretty affordable. It's uh, yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, and and Jeff, what what's been working really well for for you as a uh, as a yoga instructor, as a coach? What's what's been working well with the athletes that that you've been coaching? I'm sorry, in what way, Branton? Are you just in the way of time? In the Oh no! Just in, just in terms of what what are some of the things that you've been doing more of in the past six to twelve months uh, with with the athletes that that you coach, and you know what what are some of those things that you um you think would help uh, athletes out there listening who who want to become better swimmers? I think really, you know, I think one thing just to talk about where Tom left off there on the testing element of it. I think that he's come up. That app is an extremely extremely easy app to use and gives you some really great data and information right away and then it's set up in a way that you can keep going back and see where your progression is and with what i've been seeing working really well lately and if you look at when you look at talking about helping someone move through a six-month period or 12-month period to really look at developing their mobility strength and body awareness one of the things that i've been working a lot with the athletes 
guys, I am really sorry here in the airport. Sound like I'm you're on the running. run. <laughs> well, I am actually because I've got people cleaning and they keep seem to keep following me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay, I'm hoping that that got out of the way there and I can be a little bit more clear. So I apologize to you guys and I apologize to anyone listening about that. Um, now that I finished my exercise for the morning, it's, <laughs> I think all of the areas that Tom has talked about with opening through, when you look at shoulders, spine, um, through the abdomen, through the hip flexors and the ankles are all huge aspects that we've had to focus on. I think doing a lot of thoracic spine opening too has really helped a lot. I think when you look at that in the way of not only the pure mobility aspect through that area of the body, but when you look at the efficiency of shoulder movement and something that Tom and I have talked about in just simple direction with swimmers in doing different exercises is also it just, they start to learn how to move through the scaps a lot better and a lot more efficiently. And I think that that's something that I've put a huge emphasis on is making sure that the awareness in that area and developing control and having the ability, once again, to, to have the awareness and develop the control through the scaps. And the thoracic spine mobility, I've found to be a huge, huge difference maker. And then also combining that with hip mobility. So we've been doing leading into different stretches slash poses where we combine both the hip mobility and the thoracic spine mobility, I've found has been a huge thing. <laughs> I'm sitting in a corner and they came right up to the corner in front of me. <laughs> make, sure, make sure you lift your feet, Jeff, when they come and vacuum underneath you. I'm gonna have to next time. But combining the thoracic spine mobility and hip mobility, and there's, there's a good amount of that in the session that you have that you'll be sending out to people. And then also another thing is shifting through, um, developing core stability and cross-body um, a core connection, and then combining that with both ankle mobility and and hip mobility. So something that we've been playing with that I've found has been really helpful that goes into the scap awareness, the control of that movement, shoulder stability, shoulder mobility, the core stability and ankle mobility is simply moving from a down dog to a high plank or high push-up position, but then taking that into where instead of having the toes tucked, you come on to the top of the feet and you move the shoulders just a little bit forward as well. And then you then press back to your down dog. So you're moving to that on breath. You press back to a down dog on an exhale. And then you slide forward, keeping that connection through the scaps the entire way, keeping that core connection and then coming into that ankle mobility. So that's something that I've found when you look at something that's very simple and something you can do activation wise before getting into the pool. That's something we've done a lot with the swimmers I've been working with, along with some of the movements that I talked about. And I can send you 
some additional resources with the thoracic spine and hip mobility combination as well. That would be great. There are some key things that, that I see working with the, the swimmers that I do is uh, often the, the hips, the hip flexors are very tight and, and the thoracic mobility as well. So that would be great if you can send that through. And I'll put it all on effortlesswimming.com under, uh, under this podcast episode's um, show notes. And for, for people who are looking for um, more information, so maybe more routines, um, more, more yoga uh, routines for swimming, Jeff, what's the best place to get in contact with you? It's swimmingspecificyoga.com. And so my website there has a, has a lot of the articles. I write a series of articles for Swim Swam. That's yoga for swimmers. And so it's got a series of articles. It's got the link to uh, my YouTube channel as well, which is Swimming Specific Yoga that has a number of different videos of short short routines as well as some pose tutorial and, and educational aspects as well on the website. It's got a pose database. And with on the website too, there's a, a channel. And so for $15.99 a month, you'll have access to over 40 yoga classes that are swimming specific and they range anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minutes and there's two new classes that come out each week one shorter class and one longer class and with it one of the things that i wanted to to make sure that that everybody knew is the connection between you know what what tom is doing and what i'm doing and the things that we've started to collaborate on the, the two products work so well hand in hand. And I think it's just, it, it can be a huge advantage to anybody to use the two uh, systems combined. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's still within my daily coffee budget. So it's uh, still very inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and Tom, so for the people, uh, anyone who's located in, in Brisbane or surrounding areas, uh, where are they able to go and see you for anything physio related? Do you, um, do you offer your physio services to people who are, um, not on the Australian swim team? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, probably 50% of my week is with working with the elite guys. So there's, there's still, uh, there's still, you know, 20, 25 hours in the week for, uh, general pop. And, and I, I really, I think a lot of the times you actually get more bang for buck with those guys because, um, you know, quite often they're they're more stiff. They they haven't had the the time to, you know, they don't get free physio and all that sort of stuff. So uh, they might not have spent the same amount of time and resources in uh, fine tuning their body. And it's quite often a bit of an eye opener uh, for for those guys that uh, how how poorly their body is uh, positioned in in some of those swim swim specific uh, shapes that we've discussed already today. So. Yeah, I'm just at the at Centenary Pool now, so I've just got a studio here. It's like a yoga studio slash uh, physio studio slash gym, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're here probably. Yeah, we're here seven or oh, six days a week, and then uh, you know the rest of the time I'll be out teaching with Swim Queensland or uh, with the with the app. Now we're sort of uh, running regional development camps across the state for the next for the next three months. Yeah, uh, and I think it makes such a difference when you go and see a physio who knows swimming. 
I've had, uh, I've seen physios who don't really know much about swimming and they, their recommendation is take two weeks out and, and rest. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then I've been to people who know what they're talking about and they've actually, they've helped me kind of get over some injuries in this, in the space of one to, to two weeks. Obviously they're not major injuries, but they've helped me uh, stay in the water, keep swimming and, uh, and basically just manage it and, and strengthen the areas that needed strengthening. And yeah, just, just going to see someone like yourself who, who knows all of the, the intricate details about swimming and the, the movements you actually go through. Um, if you are having shoulder issues or anything uh, that's related to swimming, yeah, go and see uh, Tom up in, in Brisbane. And the, the person that, uh, there's a, a few that I see down in Melbourne as well. So uh, I, I have quite a few people who ask me for uh, any physio recommendations. So it's good to have someone uh, up in that kind of Queensland area that can, can help with that because there's, uh, boy, there's a, a big difference there. And, uh, and your website, your, your physio website, Tom? Yeah, so the, the physio business is called the Health Collab, as in collaboration, so C-O-L-L-A-B. And then the, uh, the app website is just qswim.co. So, um, yeah, the, the idea, again, is for the app is to, to help everyone sort of upskill. So whether you're a recreational swimmer or even potentially like a, a physio uh, that doesn't have much experience working with swimmers, is you know, it's, a, it's a nice, easy, cheap way to upskill uh, learn a bit about your body, learn different exercises that help. And then, you know, potentially if things don't get better, you can come to the physio armed with information and say, you know, I've, I've noticed that this test I'm not very good at and I've tried this exercise, but it doesn't help. You know, from a physio perspective, that would be a dream to have have a, uh, a initial client come in armed with that sort of information and, uh, you know, fixing them would be a, a very easy thing to do, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So they come in and say, my combined lateral raise is minus 22 <laughs> and uh, <Yep. laughs> I just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That would, <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks so much for, the, uh, for being on the podcast, Tom and, uh, and Jeff. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening will, uh, will download the app and, uh, and get on Jeff's website and, um, and combine the two because it's, I mean, I'm, I'm 31, but I'm feeling like I'm at least 41 these days, just, just picking kids up and down and I'm uh, feeling a lot older than <laughs> I was five years ago. And just, just making sure that uh, you stay mobile and, and can move properly is, uh, is something that's, that's so important. So I appreciate you being on the, on the podcast and uh, I'd love to get you guys on again soon. Pleasure. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.